0: Today in Canadian History for January 18th, I'm Mark Affeld. It was on this day back in 1971 that new regulations came into effect, establishing the requirement that 30% of the content played on television and radio stations in this country be Canadian in origin. The regulations were imposed by the Canadian Radio, Television and Telecommunications Commission, or CRTC, in the hopes that Canadian content or CanCon requirements would protect Canadian culture from the growing onslaught of foreign, in particular American, media and entertainment. To learn more about the introduction of CanCon requirements, I spoke with the spokesperson from the Friends of Canadian Broadcasting, Ian Morrison.
1: Yeah, that was a, a really uh, important and landmark event in, uh, in Canadian cultural sovereignty because uh, all of a sudden the CRTC was telling all of the, the music format radio stations of the country that they had to put on at least a, a third Uh, of uh, their music had to be Canadian in origin. And, you know, the the broadcasters were uh, complaining and whining and howling (laughs) in response that uh, that, that this was terrible, that there wasn't enough Canadian talent and that it was going to drive away listeners, etc. And and what, in fact, it did was it created the huge impetus for the growth of what is now a a flourishing uh, Canadian uh, music scene and Canadian music industry, billions of dollars. And and that's why the the Juno uh, Awards are are named for Pierre Juno, who was the CRTC chair at the time that this process got underway.
0: Was the Canadian public accepting of the new regulations?
1: Well, you know, Canadians, they, they, they it, I, I don't know. I've never heard of anything on which they all agree, <laughs> but uh, but you know the the balance of uh, the audiences uh, did not dip. Uh, people started to be exposed for the first time to a certain amount of uh, of Canadian stuff, and so you know it it, it helped everybody from. Uh, from Ian Tyson to uh, to Gordon Lightfoot to you know you can go right through up to the up to the present tense the Shania Twains, uh, all of these people's careers got a boost because they were getting uh, playtime, which before then uh, was going largely to uh, to American songs.
0: <laughs> You mentioned Shania Twain, and, and that brings up another point. Uh, how can the regulations be better suited to benefit new and, and, and lesser-known artists? Because obviously artists like Shania Twain don't really need the help that the CanCon requirements are giving them.
1: Well, uh, the, the problem uh, from the point of view of uh, Canadian culture is to get airtime for lesser-known people. How, like, how do people who are not uh, superstars crack in? you know, and, and that's, a, a continuing problem. And th- there are some rules that, that encourage, uh, stations to, to play, uh, lesser known people. CBC does a pretty good job of that, by the way, giving, giving airtime to people that, uh, that, uh, that don't, that need a, a start. Everybody needs a start somewhere. It's like, uh, you know, the, the teenager who needs, you, I won't hire you because you don't have job experience. <laughs> it's like, it's like that. Uh, and so, uh, Uh, that's a continuing problem because, uh, you want to play stuff that people have heard because that's the kind of thing you want to mix with ads and you get, you get a bigger audience. It's a very competitive industry out there.
0: What exactly is the Friends of Canadian Broadcasting? Friends of Canadian Broadcasting
1: is a watchdog for, uh, for Canadian programs on radio and television and, and in new media, so we're trying to encourage uh, the 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 quantity and the quality of Canadian programming uh, goes up. We want uh, it's like walking into your nearby Safeway store and uh, you you, you want to see they talk about shelf space in that industry. We want some shelf space for Canada in our audiovisual system.
0: Now, radio is obviously a bit more local-based, but uh, in terms of television, is there any way that Canadian television programs can compete with uh, the the multi-million-dollar Hollywood productions?
1: Well, um, you're right that uh, nobody can can chase the the top Hollywood shows because they they typically spend more than ten million dollars uh, for one hour of production, and in Canada, it's hard to raise more than about a million dollars. And you know, money equals production values, and it shows on the screen. However. <laughs> You got you got pr- programs like uh, Corner Gas, which have been major hits, and uh, I mention it. It, you know, it has nothing to do with the CBC. It was a uh, it was a CTV show. It, it actually came out of money that uh, ten years ago, Bell Canada Enterprises had to pledge when it took over CTV. So there are a whole lot of success stories. I could go back. Over the years, you know, to 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 things involving Anne of Green Gables, I could talk about a, a whole lot of stuff. Do you remember the Canadian History series that was uh, that was on television? So uh, there's a lot of evidence that where where Canadians produce good programming, um, people will watch. And sometimes, you know, some of the stuff that CBC has on right now uh, in prime time, I don't actually think a lot of it is is very good. And that's more a question of the the skill and capacity and judgment of of the people making those decisions than it is uh, Canadians' uh, appetite for Canadian shows.
0: Today is a day full of Canadian history. In 1945, Brentford, Ontario, became one of the first three cities in North America to begin adding fluoride to drinking water in an attempt to prevent tooth decay. Willie O'Ree, the first African-Canadian hockey player to play in the NHL, made his debut in the league on this day back in 1958. Yellowknife was named the capital of the Northwest Territories on this day back in 1967. Ottawa passed Yellowknife its official power in September of the same year. And as always, we aired this episode of Today in Canadian History.
1: Today in Canadian History is produced by CGSW 90.9 FM. The executive producers are Joe Brima and Mark Affeld. Original music is produced by the Fisk, Fletcher, and May trio. Our series is not meant to be a definitive source on our past. Instead, we hope that it sparks a desire to learn more about our unique history. For more information on the series or to recommend an event or moment, check out our website at cgswcom slash today in Canadian history.
0: And once again, it's Canadian quiz time. Legendary sketch comedy series, SCTV, created the characters of Bob and Doug McKenzie in reaction to being told by the CBC that they needed to fill two minutes of each episode with identifiably Canadian content. Now, can you name the two actors that played the two brothers? And for bonus points, who played whom, who, which actor played which character? Rick Moranis played Bob and Dave Thomas played Doug.